Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Cool. Cool, cool. Hopefully we have a better luck this time. My, oh, oh wait. Okay, so we made the right call on scheduling out that second meeting because my internet just went out all day, but it seems to be better than the last couple of days, so. Whew. Lots of fun, right? When you're all prepared, you're in it, and then you're like, done. Here's my notes. Let me tell you nothing. <laughs> How was all your 4th of July and your trips and stuff? Oh, it was lovely. I um, ended up really liking that lake and I'd never been there before. I'd never been to Wyoming before and I learned how to sea do. Kind of got addicted to that. That's fun. So fun. So, so fun. fun. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, so I'm gonna give people a couple minutes. I was really hoping Daniela was gonna be here because she was asking me some questions that I thought would be super helpful for everybody to go over that with her. Um, but we'll just see, maybe we'll do that in a little bit. How are you doing? How's things going with you? What'd you do with your, uh, thing you were asking about that sale versus art gallery? Yeah, I'm just told her, yep, if she wants to buy it, like, she's fine. So I just didn't even say anything to her because it's a big purchase. So I think I still have to keep her warm for a little bit. I think I'm going to have to keep working her on it. But um, her being the person who was interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can tell, like, I told her the pricing and I could just kind of tell, like, oh, okay, that's quite a bit. So it's going to be a, I think it'll be a process, which is fine, um, yeah. but I'd rather sell it than, you know, not sure. this gallery thing's not guaranteed yet. They haven't booked me. They haven't said yes. So I don't want to lose because of, you know, that. Definitely. And at some point it could actually be a benefit. Um, if it's like hard for her to make that decision at some point, you can be like, well, it's going into this show if you don't want it and it will be, you know, more widely available. So that's, that's down the road a little bit, but yeah, that's true. Just something to think about. Yeah. That's a great point for sure. It's always good to have interest coming from different angles. And Daniela yes. did come. Yay. Thank you. Um, actually, I kind of wanted to start with you, Daniela. Cool. We okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Because you were telling me, I kind of want to figure out what I'm offering. I want to like have a money now offer and I like, but what I really want is to work big and all of that. So right. I thought it could be really useful for everybody to hear us kind of walk through that process. Okay. And thank you for filling that out. Like I asked you to. Um, okay. So for future reference, if you um, need something from me in Slack, this is for everybody, go ahead and post it not in the direct messages, but in whatever channel feels the most appropriate because anything you wanna know is useful for other people. And if I can like help coach you through it, not in public, but in this group space, then they can learn from it too. 
So that being said, I asked you to fill out this. Yes. I kind of want to go deeper on this. Can I rotate? Yes, I can. Okay. Where do I want to start? So when you filled this out, you were thinking about the things that people had said that they wanted from you. Actually, let's start there. You said you had asked a couple polls in your stories and gotten a little bit of feedback. And so let's look at this. Okay, so people, and this question was, what about my artwork makes you happy? The bursts of color and texture, vibrant colors, peaceful subject matter, the way you paint behind the scenes and your smile, the vibrant colors, peaceful texture, art from my mind, color brings me joy, free flow and vibrance, the colors, the bright colors. So across the board, we've got vibrant, bright colors. That's something that everyone had in common. The second most common response to that was, I like how it makes me feel peaceful and joyful. Okay, so we're gonna put that on the commercial viability side. And it also happens to be, I think, the thing you wanna make, right? right. Cool. So we love that there's overlap already. That's awesome. Okay. What type of subjects would you like to see explored in my art? We heard landscapes, animals under the sea, animals, landscapes, line drawings. And we're not just looking at one answer here. We're looking at kind of the collective, see if there's any trends here. Um, florals, maybe mountains or birds. One talked about a lady, whatever you want, smaller pieces, whatever you want, scenery, beach, river. So there's a lot of landscapes and animals in here. You mostly do flowers. Am I missing? Is there actually something else in there? I used to do um, a while ago, I used to do like watercolor, like more, not too much of a landscape, but like not kind of like a setting. I did like this collection of bicycles, like in different places, um, like uh, France and Greece. And um, I think they might be referring to that. But I haven't, gotcha. I haven't like through acrylic, never explored. I have wanted to, but I've just never done it. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to put that into the brain file. We're not necessarily saying we have to change what we're doing. Right. Especially since of the way you worded this, it was, what would you like to see me explore? It's not, what subject do you love the most from me? It's, what would you like me to branch out into? Um, and then favorite color palettes, we have kind of all over the place, but they're all, I assume, I love those vibrant colors you make. And pretty much I'm looking behind you. You've got purples, pinks, reds, yellows. Those are in all of them, right? Okay, so going back to here. Rotate again. So I want to see on here vibrant colors. I mean, maybe you just assumed that because that's what you do. 
Um, we could also put over here commercial viability as possibilities. This is not like everything in here doesn't have to become the thing. I just want to really like open your mind to see what are my possibilities. So yeah. we've got um, things people said they wanted, vibrant colors. We've, I saw one person say small sizes. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be small sizes and lower prices. And the reason why I kind of wanted to talk to you about this okay. on here is because I think that that's a real common thing. If I'm not selling a lot right off the bat, it's probably too expensive. People can't afford it. They don't want to pay that much for me. And so we automatically start shrinking down and saying, okay, I have to offer smaller prices and smaller sizes. Um, sometimes if it's a low enough price, people will just buy because it's a low price, but that doesn't normally serve us. Right. So meaning like if you go from, what's, what's your highest price point and your lowest price point right now? The highest is uh, $2,500 and the lowest is probably one, no, yeah, $120, $125. Okay. So if you went lower, and I'm, tell me if I'm misreading your brain here, but if you went lower than $125, maybe people would just pick them up because they're lower. But even if, like, say you did a $50 thing, right. you would have to convince and sell three people in order to make the same price as your lowest price. So right. sometimes it's worth it to have a low, low price in there. But more often than not, $125 feels like, for me, as low as I would recommend going at this point. Gotcha. Okay. Because lots of little art sales feel good for your ego, but they don't actually help you expand, grow, make any real money. Right. Um, I did a thing for a while and it's technically still available. I just don't promote it. Um, and I might get rid of it. I don't know. But it's a $27 offering. Um, I've sold a lot of them like a lot, a lot. I think I probably have made about a thousand dollars off of it over, I don't know, since whenever I released it, let's say it was a year ago, a thousand dollars over a year, even though it feels good to see those notifications doesn't really amount to much. So I'm just going to leave that there for a minute. Um, what I really want to make is acrylic and oil and canvas. And I think, why did we put works on paper and watercolor and acrylic over on the commercial side? Because I can, I can do works on paper that are acrylic. Mm -hmm. um, but watercolor, I don't do large. I just do small pieces and it's more... Like I like doing it, but it's not where my heart is at. It's like I really just like acrylic and oil. Okay. So why do you think people want that more? Or did you just put it there because it's faster? Probably both. So the, I put it there because um, 
it was kind of like a test during the pop-up that, that I had here. Mm-hmm. Um, I took out all of my old watercolor. It's just sitting there. So yeah, I sold it for like way too, way too low, lower than I was comfortable with. But I, I saw people buying. So I was like, maybe if I do, gotcha. these watercolors were like, I literally did them like three or four of them in like two hours. Mm-hmm. So it was relatively easy to do and pretty fast. So that's why I put it there. Cause I'm thinking, um, I, I know you had said before, like I, I heard you say somewhere about like how I should, we should do like focus on things that you can get done in a faster gotcha. an hour. So that's yeah, why. Yeah. I- okay, great. So we also have mid complexity. So these are all very feature oriented. This is where I said I want to go a little bit deeper. So such as feelings. People said they love the feeling of peace and joy. Right. I assume that can go on both sides, but people said that. So we're putting it on the commercial side. I should be writing this down. I can do it. Um, What about... Did you ever, have you done the ideal art buyer map? I think I, I tried. Uh, I don't, I don't remember, but I don't, I don't. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I was just wondering. So there's those three circles, right? There's the reasons why people connect to me. There's the reasons why people connect to what I'm trying to bring to the world, my message. And there's the, like the subjects and the, the actual things that I paint that people are connected to. Right. Um, so on this side, we could also put landscapes. We could also put flowers because we know we like the flowers. Um, what about, do you have any hobbies, things you're good at, extracurricular activities? Like, tell me about Daniela. Uh, uh, besides painting, uh, yeah. I love reading. Um, I'm very like passionate about mental health. So I like I, anything that has to do with mental health, I'm like, I like to be involved. Mm. Um, I love like being out in nature. Like we like to take a lot of walks and hikes. Um, And then the rest is just mom life. (laughs) Yeah. So mom walks in nature, mental health. What was the fourth thing? Uh, Reading. Lots of reading. 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 Okay. Um, Sizes, prices, color schemes. Is there any, besides just selling, like I make art and I sell it. Is there any other... um, way that either you would like to show up in the world as an artist or that people have asked you to like commissions originals classes anything along those lines on either side so um would commissions be like something yep so I, I, during the fair I had last month, I had different, like a couple people asking about commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did you feel about that? 
So up until now, I've only, I've had like maybe two commissions that I've done, but they had nothing to do with my work. It was more like a friend of a friend that wanted their, a, a picture of their parents getting married. And right. I absolutely needed it. It was like, it was not what I wanted to do. So but you took it and that's fine. Exactly. Yeah, I did it and it was fine. Um, but I, I don't feel I'm happy doing commissions if it's like based on or related to the feeling, the things that I paint about, um, someone that's already connected with my work and they just want something, you know, color wise specific, um, yeah, or size wise or certain flower or something like that. Um, the people that were at the fair, they were like saying, oh, you know, I, I like this piece, but I don't know how it would fit in my home. I, I got a lot of that, like, oh, I don't know where to put it. I don't know where I would put it. Um, gotcha. and I was like, oh, well, you know, I also do commissions. I can, you know, you can work on something that feels right to you for you in your home. So they left me their email and that was like sort of up until up, up, up. That's what, what we got to, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then originals, I have like a couple people saying, you know, I, I want to collect one of your pieces, but you know, I'm saving up for it. Um, and I haven't really talked about, I mean, anyone that offered, um, asked me about an original, I always like tell them the price. And then I also offer to them like, oh, I can do payment plans. Um, but usually they're like, oh, I can't do it. With originals, and then um, in September, um, right next door to to my studio, I, I have an art friend who happens to be a teacher that just retired, an art teacher that retired, and she got a place downstairs. So I'm gonna be starting to teach like acrylic classes. Cool. That's the other thing that I'm gonna be doing. Okay, um, so what I'm hearing you say is. People do want commissions from you and you are good with that. Maybe even like that, as long as it's very related to exactly what you're already doing. Right, exactly. Um, I would be happy to teach in-person classes about making flowers with acrylic or something along those lines. I just want to stay in my zone. Right. I don't want to go too off the, you know, off the side because then I feel like it takes away from the work sure. that I really want. I agree with you and I don't want you to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm looking for is what are people like giving you? What is the information you're being given that people are like, I would pay for this versus exactly what I want to make? And is there an overlap? Not necessarily a compromise, but is there an overlap in here? That that's kind of like the I scratch my head kind of thing. Like um, I, um, I don't know what is it because whenever I show my work, whether it's large or smaller, like I get really really good comments, like a lot of positive feedback. I love it. It's beautiful. It's colorful. It's great, but. Um, it just doesn't go further than that. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know how to ask them, like, what is it that kind of stops you? And then I figure maybe it's, you know, financial situation. And I'm like, I get it. <laughs> so, sure. So, um, my brain's going different ways. One way that I just want to 
not go too deep on, but touch on right now real quick is that people see your work, they think it's beautiful. They think it'd be great to have in their home, but, 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 but there's all the buts as with anyone. Um, the way that I teach clients to move past that but is starting with that orbit list. So the okay. orbit list is what helps continue to strengthen and deepen those connections and those relationships and keep inviting them back into your world. If they're loving it, but they're just not ready yet. Yeah. And we want to make them ready faster. We don't want to have to just wait forever and ever and ever until they somehow convince themselves and make up their own mind because it'll happen eventually. But <sighs> I mean, there's patience required no matter what, but like, let's shorten that. Um, there is a video, five ways to, let's, let's see if I can find it real quick. It's just kind of an overview. Five practices to nurture ideal art buyers to make sales. That's in the toolkit under engage your tribe. Okay. Um, there is another one somewhere. You said you were in the money now. I think it's um, I think I've linked it in there somewhere and I can find it for you, but it's how to create more leads. So they kind of work together. Um, all that being said, when we just discussed all of those parts and pieces and you said, I'm having trouble putting together the compromise. I feel like I see the answer, but I want to help you figure out how to see the answer. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. So instead of looking at the things you've actually sold, I want you to look at what are the things people have told you they want to buy most easily, most often. What, is, what are those? Uh, that they've shown like interest in like possibly buying. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lead you here a little bit. <laughs> Most recently, you did an art fair yes. and people were like, hey, I want. Okay. The ones that I got the most like interest from were mm -hmm. the most complex pieces I had in the fair. Like the, the highest prices. Yeah. Yeah. Like um the ones that took the longest. Like I have two of them that were like three months each. Um oh. but that's because I was trying to figure out the process. And sure. Now and it gets shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel more comfortable doing it. And they're the ones that like brought me the most fulfillment like the ones that make me the happiest um 
but those those were the ones that I had a couple people just standing there for like 10, 15 minutes, just like, you know, looking at it and like, you know, like observing. And I'm like, I wonder what they're thinking. <laughs> but um, but yeah, those and then I had like a did hand you talk to them? sorry. Did you talk to them? I did, yes. So they were they were like, I really, you know, I really love this piece. Like it's just, you know, they wanted to touch it and <laughs> um and I had like two people specifically say like, I'm gonna buy this piece. I'm gonna buy this piece. Like this is this this one is gonna go in my home. Like two of them were actually gonna be moving, so they haven't moved yet. Mm-hmm. Um, one out of state. She actually came. She was visiting, and um, she came to the to the fair, uh, and she's moving to New Jersey. But that's gonna be a couple months from now. So she's like, I want this in my new place. And then the other one also, she she she's was getting familiar with the area because she's moving to this town. So um, that's that's what I got. That you know the pieces that I love are the ones that other people also would love to have. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So you have two options. Three options. Um. We can, people want to buy what you want to make, but that's a long, a longer game, but you've already got leads and that's a good sign. Gotcha. Okay. We want to nurture the leads and like, you know, continue down that pathway. It does take a little bit longer to sell those bigger pieces. It's just, it just is. But let's say you sold three of them in the next three, four, five, six months. That would be 7,500. That compared to if we go the I can paint small and I can paint fast and I can undersell them but I will start selling them now. What were you selling those pieces for? I'm sorry, you said how much am I selling them for? Yeah, you said, I felt uncomfortable with the pricing, but they sold. Oh, the ones here, the watercolor ones, the, it was like $45. Okay, so to, to make the same amount, I can't do math, hold up. 7,500 divided by 45, we would need to sell 166 of those to make the same amount. That's another option. It could even be a like two tier. That's possible too. Third option is I heard you had a couple of leads on commissions for flower pieces as well. Yes. Those are the three things people want from you. Two of them you want to sell. Is that accurate? But one of them you feel like, well, I could just bring in some money. Right. Okay. So what if, if we're making a three-tier pricing, our biggest price, is that uh, what I, my vision, what I want to make? Our middle, which 
might be less expensive, more expensive, but we're just putting it in the middle because it can be whatever it needs to be. I offer commissions for your vision. Third smallest here is instead of, in, in my mind, the old watercolors, we replace that with quick flower studies on paper. You said quick flower sketches? Sketches, studies. Gotcha. Okay. Whatever. But mm -hmm. in the same vein. So, like, you're not having to go here and here and here and here. It's all one thing. It's just three different ways to buy it. And then we're not, um, we're not eliminating the expensive option. We're giving people that other thing they were asking for that we can try out and see, do I like doing this? Can I make it work? Does it bring in money? And then we've got the, I know I can sell these. I just don't really want to because they're so low. So when I say that, what is what are you thinking? It it makes it makes sense for me. I'm I would like to try it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I guess um, the only thing that comes to mind is how do I do it? Mm. How do I um, how do I like work? for those commissions, how do I make, cause that's the next thing that I'm kind of stuck on is like, you said, you know, I could send them an email. So sh should I be having like some kind of like an automation email or should I be, how often should I be sending emails? Okay, kind of so the, let's start with leads you've already got. Mm -hmm. We're going to, first of all, send them a very personal, email right. it made me so happy to see you standing in front of my painting for 10 minutes and um you were so lovely because blah 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 and i loved this thing about you and thank you so much for coming to my show just a general thank you um I always think that that's the best first step for following up with these people. I want you to do that with every single person who stood in front of a painting for 10 minutes, who told you they want to buy it someday, who uh, said, well, I don't know about this fitting on my wall. What about commissions? Start with that. Maybe um, sometimes they'll just come back and say, oh, let's talk about that thing. And sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll just say, thank you. Too. Maybe a week later from there, we're going to go back and be like, I'm just following up with everyone from um, who showed interest in my paintings. And you were one of those people. I remember you sh were showing interest in da, 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 and you liked it because da, 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 da. Um, what's the next thing I would say? For the commission people, I'd say, would you like to have a conversation about it? Um, I'd love to meet up on Zoom and just talk and see if there's anything we can figure out. Okay. For the other people who are like interested in a painting, I really like to think about like 
What do they need? What do they want? Remember, sales is connecting and helping and informing. So if they said, I want this in my house, but I haven't moved yet, whatever. I know you haven't moved yet, but um, I just wanted to offer to you, I know you really connected with that painting. Um, would you like to put a deposit on it to hold it until you do get moved? And that way I won't sell it to someone else. Okay. Like, how can you think about what they said, what they want, and what you could do for them to help them get what they said they want? Right. Automations are for as far down the line as possible. Like right. the more personal and thought that you can put into these communications, like I'm not just sending you a mass email, I'm sending something to you, I'm thinking about you that you said you want, you, 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 not me, me, me. And so um, the problem was that I didn't, like, I don't remember. I have a couple people that I do know exactly like what they're interested in. Mm -hmm. But for the list of the emails that I got that day was like eight people. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I you don't remember which is which. I know one of them was a lady. Her name was eight and she was interested in a commission in her, for her home. She came yeah. back towards us just, just to make sure that she signed up. Um, but the rest, I can't remember. Okay. This is one. It's a learning opportunity. These are all the people that just said they want to give you money. Yes. Okay. In the future, if someone even shows interest in giving you money, you take notes. Okay. <laughs> this is very important. Okay. Because otherwise you're spending your time going to this art fair and creating these leads, which is great. But if they're not fast action takers, which most people are not, especially at that high price point, you have then lost them. And yes, they've joined your email list. So that's great. They're not totally lost, but they're kind of lost to you because now you don't have that communication thread. The other thing you could do is like write a personal. Hmm? I'm sorry. I just was going to add that. I'm going to have the same. I'm going to participate in the same art fair here again in town. Great. So like once people are from town and I'm so the one hope I'm hoping that those who like got lost in the process um that they'll come back again <laughs> yeah so what you could do is write all of the ones who you can't remember or you can't figure out sometimes I even google email addresses like is this this person do they have an online sometimes people have an online presence sometimes they don't yeah but I'm not above using the internet to try to figure things out right uh let's assume maybe you can figure out one and you can't figure out the rest, write them an email, be like, thank you so much for coming by my booth. Hopefully you have their names. So you can at least put something personal in there. It was really nice to meet you. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be at this other one. And I would love to see you again. If you want to come out and take another look, I'd be happy to talk about anything you want. Just okay. so using that as an invitation to come back. And right. maybe one or two will, maybe they won't. I don't know, but it's not going to hurt. Gotcha. Okay. For those that I don't remember. And for those that I do, then it's more personalized invitation. Right. 
You feel good? Yes, I do. Is this recorded? Yes. I want to go back to like, listen to what you said. (laughs) The biggest thing I want you and everyone here to take away is record your leads. 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 Everybody say it with me. Record your leads. (laughs) Record your leads. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. that is ha- that's the easiest way to make sales is recording your leads. And then of course you have to follow up with them and nurture them. But if you don't have them where you can do that, they just right. evaporate. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I know we just took up a lot of time with Daniela, but I feel like that whole conversation is useful for anyone and everyone. Danica, did you come with anything? You literally hit it. (laughs) I'm just like deep in thought now. I'm like, okay, what do I go do now? Um, Okay. Tell me. Yeah. Daniela, you and I are in the same world. So if you ever need need a buddy to call, like call me. (laughs) Um, I do most of the time. I'm like, I need to talk to someone. Yeah, I'll, we'll have to swap numbers before we get off. Okay, the cool. Awesome. <laughs> Don't have to record it. <laughs> swap um, numbers and side note, plug, announcement thing. I am being more active in Slack. Not, I, I have just been like waiting for questions, but I'm like, I just want to like talk to people and like tell them what I'm thinking about and like show them things they can do. So if you don't have it downloaded to your phone, I highly recommend downloading it to your phone. Sounds good. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. All right, you're talking about Slack. You what? You're talking about Slack? Yeah. You're talking about Slack, right? Okay, yes. yeah, I, I have it on my phone. Is my internet being slow? Um, sometimes there's like a moment where it kind of pauses, but then it comes back, so it's, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as Tuesday. Right. That's horrible. Um, I put a booster down here, so it should be going fast, but I don't know if you guys have any trouble understanding me. We're good. My parents' RV is parked down there and they have a Elon Musk satellite thing. So I'll just move. <laughs> That's a, a new resource I have sometimes. So okay. anyway, okay. I'm going to stop talking. Danica, go. You're good. Um, so this is just going to be garbly goop because I'm kind of trying to work good. through this. But um, so I was, I'm in the same position that I have an upco- a bunch of upcoming markets. And I'm, mm. I have these two things going on in my head is one is I just need to pay for the cost to be there. Like I just want to cover my costs. Right. Um, yeah. And so usually what really works is ornaments, vases, notebooks, greeting cards that usually covers my costs. And then I find, you know, leads there that then I can kind of get more money from over time, right. Or commissions. Yeah. So what's been happening recently is I, I think what I'm learning from what you just said is I probably just don't have enough information yet to figure out what's working and what's not. Um, but I found these like state cutouts (laughs) and I saw that. I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Iowa or something. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, people like rep Idaho. Like you've never seen, 
like people have sticker, they have everything Idaho. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do a state cutout, get people into my booth. Maybe I'll sell a couple, it'll cover my costs. What ended up happening was my Instagram blew up, was like, do more states. Can you do California? My cousin was like, do Minnesota and I'll buy it today. <laughs> so what's happening though, and I think this is what I'm like, kind of going through what you said is the cost to make them is significant. So it's like $30, right? And then it's about, let's call it two hours of my time. So that's what mm -hmm. it takes. Okay. So I'm thinking like, if I sold it for a hundred dollars to 125, that's great. Like I'm going to make a good profit, sell three, just cover my, my, my cost. And now I can get all these leads. But with this blowing up, I'm like, Oh, I could go make a ton. Right. And mm -hmm. make some more money. The challenge is this price point. Right. So can't, could you just out of curiosity, you said you found one at a thrift store. Can you get more of them? Yeah. So I did a ton of research and if I buy them in bulk, I can like get my cost down to like 15 bucks each. Okay. So out of curiosity, would you, what do you think about if you did buy them in bulk, you'd have to buy one state, right? You have to buy like three of one state. And then as you buy more and more, you get more and more. So I just have mm. to invest in like three of each state kind of thing three or more. So I think what I would do is I would say, uh, I would probably in the interest of the covering the cost conversation, yeah. the state that you are going to be in, I would buy like bulk 10 of those. Got it. Five or 10. I don't, however many. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like those might sell out. Well, this so here's where you're, this is why your conversation was so great with Danielle is I realized like it's a mentality problem yeah. and a pricing problem for me yeah. is so if I charge a hundred dollars in Idaho for a state cutout, mm -hmm. Danica scared new business owner goes, Oh God, I'm not going to sell any. Right. Mm. Um, so I'm why? just having, yeah, I'm having this like price issue in my head that I'm still kind of working through you know, on one of these worksheets that you think a hundred is too much. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think as soon as I go like above, like once I reach 70, I think people are going to be like, cause they're not, that's a lot, right? Like I'm asking you, Hey, Jessica, like, here's something to go put out on your porch or like, it's not that your... much though. You don't think so? It's just... Okay. So let's, let's think about this just for a second, like objectively, not Danica's Perfect. art, but just like across the board yeah um i'm someone who's like idaho is the best and i happen to like flowers and uh having a thing that no one else has in say my kitchen that i can hang on the wall that's fairly good size yeah for a hundred dollars that's my thing two of my things, flowers and Idaho, and it's only a hundred bucks. Is that that much? No, I don't think it is. You sound like my husband. <laughs> my husband said the same thing. He was like, if it had Mets and this right. other same thing, thing, like, yes. Yeah. So what's something that you would go into a store and be like, oh, that's my thing. So now I have to buy it. 
is it Mets? Like if it was like a California floral thing, like if it, what I made in California, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh my God. And I, it was a hundred bucks. It. Would you just be like, ah, I deserve it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's put that to rest for this conversation. Not saying it's not going to pop back up, but I want you to go prove yourself wrong. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Um, let's say you put them out and no one buys any of them. Then what would you do? Day two, I'd probably lower my price. I just remove the pricing thing and lower You it. could lower your price. That's one option. Um, you could go back to Instagram and sell them on there. So there's like multiple ways to get rid of those if they don't sell on the first day. Okay. But I think That's they'll do good. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe, and this is all a learning game, right? And there's not an end point where I have learned it and I know the answer. <laughs> unfortunately because our goals are always changing and if our goal was i just want something that i can sell for a hundred dollars that i know people will buy then you're done but that's never nothing is ever this sounds bad but i don't think it's a bad thing we're never going to be satisfied with that we're going to want the next best thing and so then in putting out I want to like get leads from my bigger stuff and I want to try this as a smaller thing. We're getting more information in order to find the next thing. Yeah. And it just keeps, what what happens is it gets narrower and narrower and narrower and narrower and it's easier for you to find answers the more you go. Yeah. But you get to be more creative with what it is. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head because this is what I wrote when you were talking to Danielle is I need more information. And I think that's why I'm floundering a ton is I'm so used to like do the research, you get the information, you get the answer and you go. And this is like totally the opposite, right? It's like, okay, hopefully this works. (laughs) We'll see what happens. So yeah. I was talking to somebody on a call yesterday and um, this is not a client. It was just somebody I met. And they were telling me that they had never sold any art, but they wanted to start. And she really wanted me to give her the answers of what was going to sell, which I can't do. Like I can help you look at your stuff and see objectively, like what are the things people will connect with? What like, give me more information, tell me what they're saying. Like I can help you dissect, but the answer is different for everyone. And if you're just looking in, I believe that this is all just like a big test. (laughs) And it's like, you want to just go find the answer and you want someone to give it to you. But in order for the answer to be given to you, you have to do the brave thing in order to reveal it. And whether that is divine, whether that is the person talking to you, whether that is whatever it is, 
I think you're not going to get it until you go do the thing. Totally. And I see you both doing the thing. You too, love. I just can't see your face. So I keep forgetting you're there. I see, I see a picture of you, but it's not moving. And that's fine. Um, but yeah. So what you are doing is you're putting yourself out there to get the answers. And I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. It's really interesting that I, I think I had no clue that it's almost like, this sounds like really crazy, but it's, it's literally every minute is like that. You know what I mean? Like even making the art is starting to feel like that of like, yeah. Oh, I don't even know if this paint that I'm putting down is going to be the right thing for, you know what I mean? Like it's starting to feel like jumped in both feet and now, Oh God, like every minute is going to be brave, right? Like clicking, I'm going to order 10 cutouts. This is brave. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, and it's really annoying, but it's also kind of really exciting and satisfying in its own way. Thought just popped in my head. Other thing you can do, I bet those cutouts would sell really well at that store. Yes, that's true. Then you're only getting probably a portion of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's really true because they're selling a ton just of bright stuff. Throwing that out there. Thank you. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Unless you're done with the car, like I don't know if you're still. It's just a quick question. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking about um, at the fair at these events of having prints of my work. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of want to get your opinion about that. If it's like, I feel like for those who can't afford it, having a print would be a good alternative. I did get some comments of people saying, you know, if you had this in a print, like, or like postcards or like little yeah. um, greeting cards without any words in it, this would be like, I would buy it like right now. So this kind of falls under the same umbrella of. The low tier, like the it's three. low, it's gonna, it might not feel great because there is a significant cost associated with producing those um if what you need more than money is dopamine hits like i sold something it could be worth it um i don't think prints are never the answer but if you are saying, I want to make prints just because I think people might buy them because they're less expensive, I feel like it's not going to actually give you what you want. Right. This is, this is the reason why I recommend that small doesn't take me very long bit because there's not, besides time, right. there's not much cost associated with producing those. Right. So you can still offer them at a lower price point, but you get a higher profit margin. 
as opposed to I have to go pay to get all these prints made and then I have to mat them and I have to put them in a sleeve and then I have to charge the same amount that I was going to charge for this other thing, but I only get half and it took me still a lot of time. So I'm not saying no. I think that's why I haven't done them either because of the time that it takes me to like have to make sure that they're like properly set up so that I can send it to the right print shop and then get those. And it's just like a lot and I'm already like right. half the time anyways. So if you get to the point where like you have this one painting that across the board, everyone just falls in love with and you want to make a like maybe a little bit bigger print of it and you can charge a little bit more and it's a little bit less time because it's only one of them or like a small series or once you get more information that's when the prints become an easier way to add on income but when we're still like figuring and like we don't we don't have all the the knowledge they can be really frustrating. Yeah. I agree. Love what I you were going to say. I was going to say, um, Daniela, just things that I noticed because I do a lot of in-person art shows and stuff. I do not offer a lot of my originals on prints, although I do have a section where it's all prints. So these are all cocktail prints. Those do really well. Because she has and, learned that people love those from her and it's something that she can easily reproduce. Yeah. Wow. I noticed that when you have a lot to choose from, it's almost like, oh, there's a proof that, you know, this print or this kind of print sells. I notice people tend to gravitate to that. And in terms of art, they will buy the smaller pieces in person just because they see the value compared to your other pieces that, oh, the big one's too much. And then the print, eh, it's a little low in value. It's not really something I need or I want. So they go for the smaller art piece. It's a smaller original. So that's just something that I noticed. And for other artists, I noticed who do sell prints, that's all they sell, like digital art of prints and prints and prints of different sizes. And then they gravitate to that, especially the big print ones. But they sell them for, you know, cheaper because they sell them in bulk. They make them in bulk. Right. But yeah, I do agree with Jessica. The prints are a little tricky if there's no um, information or knowledge backing that your audience wants it. Right. And they tend to be in bigger. But my experience and what I've noticed, they love big size ones. Right. They can't afford the big original ones yet. Yeah, sorry, it's loud here. Yeah. Yeah. I've only ever bought one print and it was from someone who um, sells a lot and sells them quickly because she's got, like she's figured out what she likes to make, what people like to buy. They're real complicated. I mean, it's not something that if I wanted to buy an original from her, I probably couldn't afford it. That being said, I really want one. <laughs> but I bought one print and it was a bigger size, but I've never bought a print from like a 
how do I say it? Like small to medium size. It's, I don't know. Ugh. Like more like an emerging artist. Like they're in that range. I've never bought a print. I've always bought originals from them. When you get up to like the big guns. Right. Maybe I'll buy a print from one once I've bought a print. Okay. I'm not everybody though. I, there are different types of buyers. Again, the answer is different for everyone. But if, if you're asking my opinion, I would say I would rather you stick with small, quick, easy to purchase originals versus prints. Gotcha. Okay. But Thank experiment you. with it. Like say uh, if everyone's saying I want this in a print, say, well, if I can get 10 people to pay for it uh, right now, I will order them after the festival. And if I don't get 10 people, I'll refund your money. Like you could do something like that. Again, that's a little bit complicated, but I'm just thinking out loud ideas for you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, I would like both of you, Danica and Daniela, to tell me, and love too if you want, but we didn't really discuss it. Um, what are your next three steps after this call? What have you decided needs to be done? Actually, let, give me your next three brave steps. <laughs> You're unmuted, Danielle. You go first. I don't. I don't know. You want to go? Do you know what you're going to say, Danica? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote down. <laughs> learn to be okay with not enough information. Do it anyways. So, like mm -hmm. this week, my mantra is going to be: even if I don't have the information, my gut says. You're probably right. I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> so that's one. Um, the second one is I'm going to start pricing things for what I need them to be, not what I think will sell. And I'm just, I'm going to go, I'm just going to try this for like two weeks, see what happens, including at the market. Um, those were the two that I, the big ones I wrote down. Great. So how does that change your pricing? Uh, I'm going to do the, the hundred dollars instead of what I was originally thinking. What were you so originally thinking? Oh, uh, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> no, like, tell me. It's okay. This is confessional. Ready to go. Yeah, it was. I was literally thinking somewhere between like 67 to like 71. Okay. And now That's I'm thinking right. like a hundred to 150, like the big ones need to be like 125. The smaller ones can be like 99, right. To like not say hundred. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to do my cost analysis this afternoon and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. If it doesn't sell, fine. Put it on the okay. website. Yeah. There, always remember when you're doing these things and you're like taking a risk, there's fallbacks. There's all kinds of fallbacks. Yeah. So if one fails, can't fail, but if one fails, it's not the end of the world because there's other ways. Yeah. Isn't it incredible owning a small business, how it shows you exactly where your blind spots are and your personality. Like, I feel like I've learned myself more in two months than I knew my whole life. Like, 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, owning a business is all about self-growth. Owning a successful business is all about self-growth. Owning, just saying I own a business can be whatever you want it to be, but it's not going to probably work real well. Can you put, you need to put that as one of your Instagram posts today, by the way, that's probably the best thing you've said like all month. That's like a really okay. amazing mantra. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to no, put that on I, I think I, um, I have said it before, but I need to just keep saying it. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm writing that down. Let's see. Do I already have it? I'm curious. No. Uh, question. What do you guys call what you do? Because I don't feel like business is the right word. I don't feel like it's very relatable to people selling art. usually just when people ask I'm an artist and I stop using the business because like you said it there's a little disconnect it's not like a you know black and white thing oh you sell this and that and it just never resonated with me so I about selling say, art selling art is all about self-growth enough q or for me <laughs> uh okay danica said what she was gonna do daniela what are you gonna do oh okay so i have on top of my list um focus on that orbit list to actually like try my best to remember who's who and then whoever i can't remember i'll put on the side where i'll those are those who i'm gonna just Thank for coming and invite to my to my next show, um, which is next month. Um, and reach out to those who I know who they are. And then I'm going to keep working on my larger pieces, as well as um, start working on like the more simple, like um, the studies, like the flower studies. Yeah. And just, I usually see them as like a study of what you want to make as a bigger thing. And then you sell the studies. Yeah. Not always, but a lot of right. times that works. And just trying to get into a, into a routine, like into a flow. Cause I, I haven't been in like a flow since like a month or, or more. And making like, art, you mean? Yeah. Like I have been making art, but not as um, routinely and with the, once I started to kind of doubt what I was doing and if it's working or if I'm I'm putting like Danica said, like if, if I'm actually like going down to put paint on the canvas and I'm not sure if this is the right, you know, thing I'm doing or how this is gonna pan out, um, that affected my creativity. And it's just like I need to be try to get on the right mindset to kind of just get my brain to realign with what I'm trying to do. So <clears throat> real quick, 
the story I just made a reel about this before I hopped on the call. But the story you're telling yourself is I don't know if this will work. What's the flip story? Because we're not trying to prove I don't know if this will work wrong because we don't know if it'll work. Right. What's the other thing you can tell yourself whenever you start hearing yourself say that that will make you motivated to keep taking action? Um, Do you know? No, I can't think of it. I try to say and then you make it your own. Wait, what? I, I didn't hear you. said, I'm going to try to suggest something and then you can make it your own. Let me think okay, for a second. Gotcha. Okay. Um, if I don't put this brush stroke down, I'm not living my most creative life. Fix that to make it like motivating to you. Okay. Because either one can be true, right? But we have to remember when we're telling ourselves the one that's going to make us not take action. Right. To flip the script and tell us the one that's going to make us take action. Okay. I like that. It could also be like, if I don't put this brush stroke down, I can't get better. Whatever, whatever motivates you. Right. Okay. Love, did you have, I know we're over a little bit, but did you have anything you wanted to talk about or you just want to meet my next pod? Yeah, I'm just hanging out and absorbing everyone's goodness and bits. It's still loud here. That's my. How's your migraine? Oh, it got better towards the end of yesterday, so I feel more human again. Good. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off then, and lovely seeing you guys, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yes. Welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.